Whether you are a startup or an established entrepreneur, nothing communicates your company's message better than brilliant branding. With over 25 years in the business and over 250 companies named, expert Phil Davis and his team at Tungsten Branding will enlighten, brighten, and illuminate your mind so your brand will shine. Get ready to flip the switch and spark your imagination. Welcome to Brilliant Branding with host Phil Davis and Liz Heemstrom. Welcome this week, branding uh, family, friends, uh, affectionados, everybody that loves to promote um, strong brand messages. This week, we're going to do a very interesting subject, and it's uh, branding in the age of hysteria. And if Aaron was there, he should take the hysteria word and go, hysteria, hysteria, hysteria. I'm telling you, we need to get that soundboard. We need to get sound effects. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think we're living in an age where... The reality of brands today is that we're, you know, you're going to market. You can't take time out and wait for things to clear, wait for the smoke to clear. But we're living in an age where things are very polarized, um, and yet we're trying to market. We're trying to get our message out. And once in a while, we're seeing this more and more in the media. This is why we thought we should address this. It would be a great subject. You know, companies that are inadvertently stepping on landmines, um, intentionally or unintentionally, they walk into something. And if you're a marketing director out there, or even if you're a business owner, um, it's getting sometimes at night you go to bed and you just go, I hope somebody didn't tweet something wrong or Absolutely. say something say dumb something. that I've got to find out tomorrow that's on my desk and I end up with uh, you know media calls uh, instead of uh, new client calls. Mm-hmm. So today we're going to talk about it. Um, and this is a subject that really needs to just be explored. It's not so much about um, there's A, B, C, D today on what you do because the situations are so different. So our goal today, um, and we've got Jesse joining us, our intern. Say hi. Hi, guys. How are you? So we're having him join today. Um, and our point is just to explore what happens on a case-by-case study, what a company did, what they didn't do, what they might have done better or different, and then hopefully it informs you so that if you ever face a situation where there's a little bit of blowback or something happens, you know whether to, um, you know, stand your ground, double down, or whether to adjust, adapt, and shift your position. So it's branding the age of hysteria. And a lot of this, and Jesse, you were pointing this out. Uh, Both of you guys, I've got my millennial crew here. Yes, very (laughs) much so. So shout out. I'm just slightly above that uh, range by a, a year, a year or twenty. So, uh, what's happened a lot to cause this kind of amplification effect is the internet and all the connections that we have digitally. Yeah. Um, when I was originally doing this podcast, I had someone that called up and they said, "I love this show. I listen to it. It really, it really helps me to know what to do with my branding." And I go, "Well, where are you from here? You know, where in the states are you from?" He go, "I'm not in the states. I'm, I'm from New Zealand." And the gentleman blew up naval assets that sank to the bottom of the ocean that would be then used as reefs, you know. So I was, even then, I was blown away by how much we're connected globally. You know, here's a guy who says he loves the show that's on the other side of the globe, and he's blowing up Navy ships. So we're connected. So the good of that is we're connected. The not so good about that is we're connected. (laughs) Absolutely. Yeah. Right. So so you get both of these. So when you look at what are these things that cause this kind of hysterical, we're in a very polarized time. 
I think a lot of times the way the internet is set up, how, do, how are people incentivized and how are companies making money? They make money when there is sensationalism. If there isn't something going on, if there isn't some kind of mass hysteria, there's fewer clicks, there's less involvement. The news has gotten to be where it's just very sensationalistic because it's driven by, um, by clicks and, and eyeballs. So how do we as businesses, as branders, navigate this? There's, we identified four kinds of kind of hysteria that you have to watch out for. One is a self-inflicted one. This is friendly fire. This is when you do something to yourself that causes maybe one, a user or somebody to, to file a bad report, a bad, a bad review, and it goes viral. And everyone starts talking about it. So we'll talk about that. Um, what happens when something that you do in terms of your product, your product offering, and how do you respond to that? Do you ignore it? Do you just uh, you know turn a blind eye? Do you, you know, send the person apologies, whatever? There's also a lot of movements going on, and we hear about them every day. You know, from GMO, genetically modified things, the gluten kind of thing that you hear about. So if you're a business owner out there and you have a restaurant, maybe one of your food products has gluten in it, and you somebody posts something negative, you've got to, you know how do you deal with that? Um, there's the kind of the green movement. Um, uh, energy working towards energy efficiency, women's empowerment. Women's empowerment is is a is a very top line subject right now. Mm-hmm. Being sensitive to not looking dismissive or or in Too any way sexually like overt like lots of ads that are kind of seen. I think in terms of this movement is the risque or sh- showing women as ob- objectifying, objectified. Yeah, objectifying women. So, like we said, Moving lots of land, that. Yeah. landmines everywhere. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> landmines. exactly. So, so you, you've also got the the social, and of course, you've got the political environment. Mm-hmm. So, in all of this, with all of these backgrounds going on, you're going to go out and you're going to market your product. You know, no problem there. Uh, <laughs> no problem. Okay. So, as we look at this, what are some of the areas where this has happened? And let's start back with kind of a, the product hysteria one. I think that's an easy one to kind of address. And the most current one is the Tides Pods yeah. Challenge, where I guess it <laughs> oh, yeah. occurred as the a great challenge. idea to just bite into a, a Tide, Tide pod, pod and just eat it. And, eat it. and so, see if you can't die. Yeah. <laughs> Some of this stuff you can't make up, um, but that has been something in the news. And so here we are. So imagine yourself as a business owner. Imagine this were you, and you wake up and you go, so what's happened? Um how are sales today? Right. And they How go, are sales on those Tide Pods? Well, are we up? We've got, we've got more pressing issues. And you go, what's that? Someone's washing their mouth out, but not the way we want them to. Um, <laughs> not like the old days with a bar of soap and your dad's <laughs> caught you cussing. This is people biting into them, popping them open, and then taking, you know, video of themselves. Yeah. And right. Ad infinitum. I mean, on everything. I mean, right. Facebook's gone video, YouTube's video. Right. Everybody's running video. So, and it's getting views, people are rewarded for doing this, but it's causing a nightmare. So here's the question. When these kind of things come in, what questions do you need to ask yourself and what actions do you take when you get this kind of negative publicity? Um, So we'll discuss this, but in general, in the case of Tide Pods, what, what do you two think? I mean, is that something where these guys need to just pull them all off the shelves, uh, do a, a, you know, nationwide recall? Um, almost like ty- Tylenol when, they're, right. when there was poisoning. Of course, that was 
probably bought the yeah. only thing they could do. Right. Is th they didn't know where the poison was years ago. Right. Well, and I've seen some um, pictures on the internet of Tide Pods being actually like locked up. So if you want to buy them, right. you go in the store, you kind of have to show your identity and who you are. Like, I'm just a mom trying to, trying wash, to wash some clothes. <laughs> I bet you are. You're, <laughs> you're a supplier, Liz. How many kids are in your network? Right. And I, I think I saw actually the other day somebody posted on Facebook something like, like, y'all are crazy out there. Like, I just want to buy some laundry detergent. Like, you're going to make me show my ID now. Right. So like, be in the pharmacy, like, behind the counter, locked up. Right. I swear I'm here to buy ammunition. I'm not trying to buy pods. Right. What do you think, Jesse? I think something like this is basically all about the, the the company itself being true to to what they do and if the function in my opinion if the function is correct if you believe in the way your product works and it works the way it's supposed to be people are gonna recognize that and they're always gonna eventually while the the phase at the moment is obviously eating tide pods which is i would never recommend but mm -hmm. eventually people will see past that and you're not going to lose your customer base. And actually, something came to mind when you guys mentioned that. It's kind of like the whole Pokemon Go thing. Yeah. yeah. Pokemon Go is a massive thing maybe like a year ago. Mm -hmm. And at home, where I'm from anyway. Um, and where are you from? London. London, England. Mm -hmm. London proper. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, it was kind of, people were kind of judging it because you had people playing the game while they were driving. I even had, uh, I, there was a guy near me who got run over by a bus because he's obviously looking at his phone oh. whilst oh my uh, crossing the road. But ultimately, people know that Pokemon Go is just a game. You you catch Pokemon, you swipe on your screen, and that's it. So people know the function, the true function. So in Ty's case, people know the function is just to wash clothes, and that's it. Right. And eventually, the whole craze about people eating it, in Pokemon Go's case, people being dangerous and using it on the road, will fade. And people will still... The, the true customer base will still use the product how it's supposed to be used. So in that case, and here's my question to you two, is in that case, is the company knowing, well, it's just, come on, this is crazy, this is dumb. Do they do nothing at all? Or do, if you were the company, and again, we're talking about brilliant branding here, mm -hmm. maybe you know that this will pass, but do you do anything at all? Or do you put out some customer service advisories? Do you do some things to show that a level of care and concern Versus just going, well, that's just a bunch of dumb kids. Definitely. I think you should um, definitely show some kind of level of concern. At the end of the day, whether you're a manufacturer, supplier, or a customer, we're all people. I mean, again, in Pokemon Go's case, they may, they put out um, kind of prompts. So if, if you were driving, you'd see the prompt that yes. said, put on your seatbelt. Or uh, you shouldn't use this whilst you're driving kind of thing. In Tide's case, they should... I would definitely recommend a company or suggest the company come out and kind of show some kind of humane concern because they're all, all human at the end of the day. And, so. I, and I think they have been all over that. And this the, earlier, there were some mm -hmm. babies that were getting into them, you know. Mm -hmm. So here's here's an interesting question. It, so the babies got into them early and they did some things to it. Like, yeah. you know, put them up. I think they might have, you know, reconfigured how the boxes are opened, you know. Right. Remember when they came back with childproof safety locks? On, so yes. I think it's important to take prudent action. Right. To address the concern of your consumer. To your point, Jesse, I think if people understand, you did not make these. 
Mm-hmm. To entice children, like, what else can we do to make children eat these? <laughs> right, you know? right. Well, let's color them more colorfully, and let's come out with a comic series to support the consumption of them. Mm-hmm. Um, let's eat. Uh, let's create an action hero that just eats Tide Pods. They're not <laughs> doing anything to try to do that, so I think people see through it. On the other hand, it's prudent as a brand, if you want to win consumer trust, to say, hey, I understand this is a concern. Maybe it's not even on us, but we're still going to take the added step of coming out putting out warnings, maybe some product labeling, some things. So I think that's one that will probably pass with time. Um, let's look at a couple others. Apple was in the news lately for, I think, throttling back some of the internet speeds of their older phones. Battery, the battery life. And they wanted to improve battery life. So they slowed it down so it wouldn't consume the battery. From how I understand it, they they did some kind of right so with the new software update if you had an older phone like not the new iPhone and you got the product or you got the software update it would your battery would just die because a lot it was more so quickly. intensive yeah and but they did that a little bit purposefully and people always had the sort of weird conspiracy that Apple was doing this, sort of like you got to buy the new phone so that your old phone is not going to run so slowly. So Apple sort of came out and kind of apologized. And from what I heard, they had sort of half price battery. You could go to an Apple store with your older phone and get a new battery so they for did like something. $29. Right. So they made they did move. something. They did. But they sort of came out right and were like, yeah, it kind of does. Bad. It does do that. Yeah, and, and they weren't Your battery does. Your battery is going to slow down right. with our new software update. And, and that was on the older phones. Yeah, yeah. So if you didn't have like an iPhone X or... Right. So let's, yeah. let's, in terms of the brand, so here again, I think is what the measure is. And we've been talking about this all morning in preparation for this mm-hmm. podcast because these are not real easy issues to deal with. And Liz, you said something interesting. You know, when you have a friend or somebody that says something out of character, and that's why we get the phrase, out of character, mm-hmm. you kind of get a pass. Yep. You know? So I think if if Apple does something like this, and it's a one-time, and you go, well, they were just trying to make the battery last longer. You mm-hmm. know, they were maybe they should have said something. Maybe they shouldn't have. Mm-hmm. But there was a thing where they put a dongle in. and Oh, yeah. Well, and, yeah. And people weren't ready. Some people said they weren't ready for it. I think if there's enough things they do, absolutely. Over time, it'll kind of come across as kind of like, you know. Well, that's because I think what you're saying is a little bit of that is you're starting to go off brand of Apple. Right. Apple created the brand as being the user experience, the user making friendly. things way better for the user. It's all about you. It's all about you. You know, we're easier to use than Microsoft and all these other phones, and we're ahead of the curve. And once you start sort of shying away from that, that's when people are gonna kind of start to lose trust. It's actually interesting, Hunter, our, um, another employee here. Visual designer. Visual designer. um, She actually asked me when all of this Apple stuff was going, she she asked me, do you think, you know, this is sort of the the start of the fall of Apple with this battery thing, because it was sort of blowing up. And my response at that time was, I don't think that Apple has done enough no, I don't think so to lose their market yet. But if they continue going down this path, 
there's a possibility because I mean Samsung phones are great too. I mean they're really not in terms of now the technology they have similar technology. So in order to move ahead, Apple to move ahead, they really have to become more innovative like they used to be. And just regain that kind of thing. But yeah. for now, right. you know, you talk about, and this is why there's the expression brand equity. Equity is like equity in your home. Mm-hmm. So you've paid your home down. You've done so many things right by your consumer for so long that you've got, you know, two, $300,000 of equity in your home. You can go borrow against that. And when brands do things that are out of character or they get kind of caught, it's almost like you drew down on your home's equity. You borrowed a little bit of it. You still got some left. Mm-hmm. And I think it's a great visual or a great analogy to have is to think about how much of your equity do you want to use in your brand through these kind of faux pas. Mm-hmm. Um, and if you use up your equity at some point, you owe more in your house than it's worth. And that's when, when companies truly, truly get in trouble. That would be the ones that like, remember the, the batteries that were catching fire? Oh, yeah. You know? Yeah, that, that, was, at that, that point, was very bad. A, that was Samsung. And yeah, yeah, they took some hits. Themselves. They did definitely take hits. You know, and so you have to remedy those things. You need to win trust. And I think as a brand, what you want to do is really focus on what is it that we consistently deliver when we're acting our best and doing our best to our best customer. Every time you win that trust, it's a payment on your house, mm-hmm. and you're paying down your mortgage, and you're paying down your mortgage. So that if these things do, and sometimes we're going to get into some examples today, they're just beyond your control. Yep. You step on a landmine. You would not step on one if you knew it was there. You would avoid mm-hmm. the landmine. So um, product hysteria is one. We've talked about it. Apple, Tide Pods. I think another a brief one is Toyota when they yeah. have the accelerator problem. Mm-hmm. And their tagline was moving forward. Right. You know, but yet there's so much trust in that brand uh, that people were willing to overlook that and continue with it. On the other side of the break, we're going to talk about some other types of hysteria and how you can deal with it. You've been listening, listening to brilliant <laughs> branding. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. Your brand is your story. And getting your story straight is the most critical and challenging component of your brand identity. That's where we come in. We're Tungsten, and we're naturally wired for brilliance. We'll help create, clarify, and communicate your brand message in ways that will make you shine. Whether you're a startup, entrepreneur, consultant, or an established business, we'll use our tools and talents to build and brighten your company identity. Why struggle with domain searches, trademark issues, and endless brainstorming when the Tungsten team can create a clear and compelling brand name that strengthens your image? Having named over 250 regional, national, and international companies, products, and services, Tungsten has a trusted track record for successful brand creation and implementation. Our proven process will focus your brand and put you center stage. Visit us at tungstenbranding.com for your free quote. That's tungstenbranding.com. Are you a business leader or executive that wants to achieve more? Not just in it for profit, but to do work you find meaningful that adds more value to more people in more ways. Listen for the Business Elevation Show with host Chris Cooper. You'll hear from successful achievers from around the world with the passion and experience to offer invaluable guidance. 
The Business Elevation Show can be heard live on Fridays at 8 a.m. U.S. Pacific Time, usually 4 p.m. U.K. on the Voice America Business Channel. Be more. Achieve more. The business community's first choice in Internet talk radio. Voice America Business Network. are listening to Brilliant Branding. To reach our show today, please call 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. Or send an email to info at tungstenbranding.com. Now, back to this week's program. Welcome back to Brilliant Branding. Today's topic, we're talking about branding in the age of hysteria. Um, living in a very polarized and kind of uh, overreactive society right now due to a lot of things, uh, all kinds of influences in terms of movements, social, political, even product related. And the ability, the proximity of, it's like we have this big flu bug going around right now. And one of the problems they're having is we're just so close. People are in such close proximity that things get transmitted faster. So, you know, imagine 40 or 50 years ago and there's a little snafu with something that you did or said or whatever. I mean, how far would that travel? Maybe within your city, the employees would talk about it. It would have to be pretty grotesque to even make the newspaper. A reporter would have to find out and come write an article about it. Now, if a celebrity says something disparaging about your product, they might have 20 million followers. Mm-hmm. And overnight, and so something comes to mind. We had a, a, a situation a year or so ago with a client of ours where it looked as though, and it wasn't involving our client, it looked as though some types of insecticides that were used on flowers might have a detrimental effect on bees. And people are really aware of the whole bee population dying off. And uh, Jerry Seinfeld, who was in the movie, the B. The B movie. The B movie. It's what's it called, yeah. Mm-hmm. So he came out and said something about, you know, there's a study and it connects this with the flowers and if you're planting them in your yard, you could be contributing to it. And all of a sudden there was kind of a PR nightmare with all these growers. Um, my client got called in, was asking grilled, do you use any of these kind of things and what do we got to do about it? And it created this kind of... Well, we keep saying hysteria. Mm-hmm. And for a short period of time, it was people were getting riddled at these retailer stores. Do you or do these plant plants have this on them? Mm-hmm. It was very because Jerry Seinfeld has a big stick with his social media. And I don't think necessarily these people are out to, to cause this. It's just a byproduct of being very popular. You have a huge ripple effect. And those ripples can hit you as a brand. The question is, what do you do about it? As a business, do you just change your whole business model? Do you recall everything? And so I think it's it's basically situation by situation. Toyota, we last left off before the break. Toyota went in and looked into all these issues. Is there a problem with acceleration? And I think in the final analysis, there just weren't many cases where they could find a product error. Some of it was user error. Mm-hmm. Um, they went in and studied it and studied it and studied it. They came out and released as much information as they possibly could. Mm-hmm. And I think they kept and maybe even maybe even won the trust of some people. And if you do a good job, if you take a negative and turn it into a positive, that looks like you're falling on the knife. 
and you're doing the right thing, sometimes you can come out with Tylenol when those um, pills were poisoned years ago by somebody who was trying to knock somebody off, an acquaintance, and they just tried to confuse the situation by poisoning a set of pills. Had nothing to do with Tylenol. They took a huge financial loss. Since they didn't know where the pills were, they just pulled them off the shelves. Cost them just tons of money. Mm -hmm. On the flip side of that, there's more confidence now in that product than ever. Because it's like if they're willing right. to go to that extreme. Right. You they, know, like, yes. if, if something happens again with Tylenol, you know that they will probably, take action. Yes. And it's probably not on them. Right. It's, so, but if they had gone into denial mode and they just, and in conspiratorial, we think uh, somebody's, you know, tampering with our products and mm -hmm. it would have probably just backfired. Um, so we've got product hysteria, we've got movements and there's so many that we talked about GMO, gluten, green, um, all kinds of things where people are very, very committed to a certain movement and you get in the crosshairs of that. We have a, a client, very, very interesting, and this is how quickly these things can flip on a dime. We have a client that I think is the greenest client in the world and they grow sod. Uh, so never in a million years in my branding career did I think I would have to defend sod of all things. Beautiful, green, lovely grass. But there was a conversation that was started in one of the groups on the internet was, you know, grow, grow food, not lawns. I'm, I'm good with growing food, but why gotta pick on lawns? So uh, this movement started, and it started this conversation about where did lawns start from, and you know where they came from? England. Okay. And there was a connection. <laughs> it's, it's Jesse's, Jesse's fault. fault. <laughs> my fault, my fault. So there was this connection to the aristocracy, and, and it's, just a, it's just trying to show that you're wealthy, and it da 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 So there's this competition going on in the marketplace of narratives, a, com a competition of narratives. There's also a narrative that's talking about how good it is to have green spaces and that we have child, childhood obesity going on and it's an epidemic and kids need to get outside more. So there's a story to tell. There's also one where the grass breaks down pollutants and it aerates and it allows sequestration of carbon and it actually helps the environment and it resupplies the aquifer. Mm -hmm. But who's telling what story and who's saying it really comes down to what are you gonna do about your brand? So. With our company and our brand, the company's name is Harmony. The name itself is a reflection of what they stood for, Harmony. We believe that this is good, that green is good. We believe that the net benefits of having a lawn and having a place to play and having you know places and telling that story in their social media, telling it when they go to meetings, using it in their advertising and talking about how the net benefits of having something green in your lawn it even helps with studies with ADHD, getting kids outdoors, they have found out reduces it. Versus this kind of singular discussion of, well, it's kind of part of the one percenters or it's, you know. So there's this dialogue going on and as a branding person, we have to kind of wade into this with our voice. I think what's really important is, Liz, you worked on that account a lot, I've worked on this account a lot. And our point of view is we always kept the conversation positive. Yep. Absolutely. And I, I think that's a key takeaway. Yeah. And it wasn't, and the conversation was never attacking the other side. No. Either. It wasn't like all those haters that are against lawns, yeah, like right. they don't know what they're talking about. No, not at all. It was just always promoting what we believed to be true and the benefits of the lawns and what we brought and the harmony 
and creating the beautiful spaces so that you know families, kids, pets, everyone can Good enjoy play. a green space, a right. natural green space that's safe. And right. that's what we did. And, and we just and we stayed with that. And people, I think, really liked that actually. And in terms of like socially, the the reach, I think people really liked that idea of just the beautiful, harmonious green space. And that was positive. And that's that's all you could do is 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 take control of your own narrative mm-hmm. and tell your story. Yeah. There's so sometimes in, in life there's just macro events you can't you can't over you can't fight. There's no winning them. Mm-hmm. Uh, in the same in the same field, no pun intended field. Yeah. Um, there mm-hmm. is a competitor, and it's a little different angle. So our issue was we're harmony. We're in harmony with nature. We, we don't have anything that kills the bees. We offer play space. So we didn't back down and say, oh, my, we, let's fold up the shop and head home because a couple of voices out there are saying some different things. On the other hand, there is a company that existed for a while that was called Kim Lawn. Mm-hmm. Now, their whole identity as a brand was based on Kim Lawn. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, people have started saying, you know, you don't need to do, you need to Kim that. It was almost a code word for kill it. Just Kim that right there. You know, knock that out. Right. For them, their battle was way different than Harmony. And they were not a sod company. They were a treatment company. They spread stuff on the lawn. In that case, they had an identity problem that was 100% 100 at odds with where we are going as a nation, as a people, away from toxic toxicity and the perception of that. Mm -hmm. So that company realize that they're not going to go out there and talk about the benefits of chemicals. That's a non-win, mm-hmm. even though there probably are benefits to using chemicals. They weren't going to do that. So they it re- kills everything. Yeah. That's, that's the benefit. Yeah. It's easy. <laughs> kills the bugs. Yeah. And who knows what else? Kills the weeds, kills the bugs. It's good. I think also this kind of touches back on what you, what you said um, in the introduction about it's great that we're connected, but it's also a negative as well. Mm-hmm. It's amazing how um a product that can help it has so many benefits in terms of what you can use a lawn for some people can somehow see under that and somehow yes. manufacture the fact that it was about uh kind of this uh this overly positive view on the the rich in england yes when mm-hmm. really all you wanted to do was just <laughs> kind of just right play a, croquet yeah. you know <laughs> So, <laughs> just trying I mean, to trying to put my hammock out, yeah. you know. Mm-hmm. So I mean, ultimately, people are always going to see a negative in something. Yes. And it's always going to be that one person that that can ha- somehow find something to say. But as you said earlier, I mean, if 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 what you're doing is 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 true, if if you know it's true, then stand by it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Means. You know, it goes back. You got to know when to hold them. And you got to know when to fold them. Yeah. And some of these are just you just got to hold on. And it doesn't mean that you might not take a hit to your bottom line for three months or six months. That's painful. But right. if you look at it and you go, this is just a temporary thing. Mm-hmm. I don't think this is a conversation we're going to have. You know, the news cycle, sometimes the number one thing, we probably don't remember a year ago what the biggest, you know, brouhaha was. Mm-hmm. We don't know. Right. Probably can't remember from two months ago. What was the big mm-hmm. crisis? So you don't want to overreact. And we're going to get to that in a bit. about how do you respond to these, these things? So we've talked about product hysteria. You know, fix it, Apple, fix it, do it, Tide, put out some things, say, hey, you know, don't don't so much eat the pods. Right. But going back to your 
talking about Kemlon, I think that's where you look at yourself as a company yes. and you see the tides are changing. Yes. And that you should probably do something about that if you want to remain relevant. Yes, and they did. And they did, and they changed their name to True Green. True Green. Now, here's the question, though. Is that a believable switch? Now, if Kim Lon was just, okay, we, we just called it that because that's what we did. We wanted people to know that we treat your lawn. And But if people can sense if it's not a true conversion. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. Are you a true convert? Um, and again, we'll touch on that towards the end of the show. It, it, there's got to be and you were talking about this, Liz, earlier mm -hmm. before the show, Trans transparency, yeah. credibility, and true belief. In genuine. Your yeah, you've got to be genuine. You can't just paper over your identity and say, we're going to go from, you know, Kemblon to True Green, and that name change alone will have people singing our praises. Right. Environmentalists lining up to mm -hmm. endorse us, you know. Um, yeah. So it's, and we get this a lot with, because we do so many company rebrands, is we walk people through the process of, if you're gonna rebrand, rebrand it as something that is truly you, not something that is is politically, socially, in in a fad right now, or in, in, in popular. Don't do that, tune yourself to yourself. What mm -hmm. is it that you as a company are good at? What do you believe in? And then you don't have to, to kind of fake it or pretend, Yep. right? Right, because typically people are going to see beyond that facade. Oh, my goodness. We all see through yeah. the disingenuous. So movements come along. Um, on the other side of it, you can take a movement, and if you're already kind of aligned with that movement, it can catapult you. You know, mm -hmm. Jesse, you're talking about how you know people can see underneath it and find the negative. Uh, you could say, well, you know what? There's this huge oil spill, Exxon oil spill. That is terrible. I mean, the whole world is up in arms. This big boat and all these ducks are out there and they're full of oil and they're mm -hmm. just look like they're dying they probably mm -hmm. were yeah. right and who comes along to the rescue dawn dish soap <laughs> right yep because their whole position is they're gentle and they they're you know it was one of the only soaps you could use yeah to get, get that grease to get the grease off, without, off without hurting the birds more mm -hmm. and so here you see on the news over and over again they donated and donated and donated so much dawn dish soap Mm -hmm. And it shows these wonderful workers giving their time. And so I, there's an opportunity with every challenge to also say, is there a benefit to this? So maybe instead of living in fear of what might go wrong, look at other things where there's opportunities to say, here's something that aligns with us mm -hmm. and we can step in. So the same harmony people that are doing the grass sod right now mm -hmm. this week are working to with, I believe, a, a veteran's home and donating just hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of yards of sod for a home to create an environment for the folks there to, to live a better, more enriched experience through a foundation. Um, so that's a fantastic example of saying, we're gonna continue to live in harmony. Mm -hmm. and we're gonna continue to help and we're gonna continue to create that. So movements are another one, just don't change. If you've got a little bit of gluten in one of your products in your restaurant, mm -hmm. does that mean that you stop serving that one item? Does it mean that you disavow gluten and you become right. a health food restaurant? It comes right. down to what is your idea? What kind of restaurant are you? If you're an Italian restaurant, mm -hmm. probably very little chance that you'll go gluten free. Right, right. <laughs> you know, you've mm -hmm. got to be true to your base and you might say, well, you know what? I absolutely, maybe you put in uh, warnings in your menu. Some mm -hmm. of these items may continue, but you don't necessarily have to react and rebrand and change right 
Right. And you've seen some of that, right? Liz? Yeah. Like you walk exactly. in and there's... Or even like at the grocery store, like, you know, gluten, say it's a cereal brand, like Kellogg's or whatever, and, you know, most of theirs, most of their products are either contain gluten or don't contain gluten. So it's like, well, do we create a whole entire line of gluten-free products? Or you could take like Rice Krispies that are just inherently gluten-free. <laughs> because and you, they're Oh, rice. and then you just put well, oh, yeah. gluten-free on gluten-free. it. Gluten-free. Yeah, right. 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 And not because they created it that way, but yes. because just, just inherently I've seen it that is. with water. They, there's <laughs> gluten-free on, on the water. I think that is just being opportunistic. That is being opportunistic. I, that cheapens it to me. Of course it's gluten-free. Right. And you're just trying to win. Right. So that's not being true to yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, so you definitely you definitely see that. Um, so we, we're looking at movements. Uh, Kim Lawn would did change their name. Here's another movement because things are environmental, mm-hmm. right? Um, newspapers came along, and the, and the crazy thing. So the St. Pete Times, when I was back in Florida, yeah, they came out and they were taking on billboards at the time, and they were saying how unsightly they're like visual clutter. Well, you know what the billboards did? They came out and took out huge signs and used their own billboards to talk about how much of landfills are filled with newspaper print <laughs> and how environmentally terrible they were. And here was a group, St. Pete Times, which was very much kind of a little bit leaning towards progressive issues, mm-hmm. uh, caught in the crosshairs of kind of a war they started. You yeah. know? So that's another one. Careful who you pick on. Yeah. So the billboards and the newspaper kind of went at each other. So when you look at a movement, one of the things to ask is, is this just a trend or is this just something that's going to be the new norm? Right. Is it the new norm? People are maybe not going to read newspapers anymore. Well, and I remember, like, I used to deliver newspapers, and I remember specifically at the end of my sort of era of delivering newspapers, it was very much so, like, it is going digital, and, like, there's no there's no way around it. Like, it's going digital. Right. So some of that hysteria could give you a clue as to maybe it's time to change our business model. We're going to examine more hysterical but fun things to talk about in branding and how you can respond better on the other side of the break. We'll be right back. Think you've seen everything there is to see in online television? Let us surprise you. Visit voiceamerica.tv today for sports, health, business, and more on demand 24-7. Your brand is your story, and getting your story straight is the most critical and challenging component of your brand identity. That's where we come in. We're Tungsten, and we're naturally wired for brilliance. We'll help create, clarify, and communicate your brand message in ways that will make you shine. Whether you're a startup, entrepreneur, consultant, or an established business, we'll use our tools and talents to build and brighten your company identity. Why struggle with domain searches, trademark issues, and endless brainstorming when the Tungsten team can create a clear and compelling brand name that strengthens your image? Having named over 250 regional, national, and international companies, products, and services, Tungsten has a trusted track record for successful brand creation and implementation. Our proven process will focus your brand and put you center stage. Visit us at tungstenbranding.com for your free quote. That's tungstenbranding.com. Tune in to the Voice America Variety Channel on the Voice America Talk Radio Network. Voice America Variety broadcasts a diverse array of topics reaching a global community. 
Our experts come from all walks of life, and the topics they discuss are everything from current events, arts and entertainment, leadership, parenting, relationships, self-improvement, career advice, and a variety of other topics. Check us out today. You're sure to find something of interest. Voice America Variety. Talk on today's hot topics. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. You are listening to Brilliant Branding. To reach our show today, please call 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. Or send an email to info at tungstenbranding.com. Now, back to this week's program. So we're back and we're talking about hysteria and branding and how to avoid stepping in on these landmines. And if you do, what do you do about it? And Mm -hmm. look at yourself. Is your product bad? Well, make adjustments. Um, Continually show your core customer that you're willing to stand up and and take a bullet for the team. Mm -hmm. And if you do, you're going to continue most likely to, to, to win their trust and confidence. If you get in front of a movement, it's like stepping in front of a bus. Um, just take a moment and say, is that movement permanent? Are we permanently moving this direction? Or is this just kind of one of these, you know, angry mob scenes that's just moving through mm-hmm. and you just hunker down and you, and you let it pass and right. look at your own actions. I mean, it's, this is not to say, don't be self-reflective. Are you, are you, you know, yeah, absolutely. You know, is, are those things going on? Are there adjustments that you can make inside of your organization? Right. Um, so, uh, some of these things are good because they bring things to light. Um, a very touchy one is the social ones that come through because those are like uh, a maelstrom. They just, they're bam, all of a sudden. And they're those very. Are, yeah, those are the ones that really take storm on the social media and they go through the interwebs and everyone yes. knows about it. And probably the most incendiary of mm-hmm. all of them. And boy, you can get torched on that. Logan Paul, who is a big, uh, is he a YouTuber, <laughs> Liz, or is he an Instagrammer? He's a he, YouTuber. He's a, he's a tuber. He had zillions of followers, and just I could just tell the trajectory on this. This guy was just—I mean, he was crazy to begin with. Crazy to begin with. So he was—he was dancing on. But the a, kids loved him. On a tightrope, and you know, you dance on a tightrope long enough, you're going to say something. And unfortunately, he kind of went too far, mm-hmm. and did a segment. I believe it was on suicide. Well, he okay, so he was in Japan, and he went into a suicide forest um, there. And I mean, first of all, why are you filming? Why are you going in there? But yeah. then they actually, there was a guy who had hung himself and they filmed it. Yeah. And they were, I mean, not, they weren't mocking it. They were very much sort of like, oh my gosh, like this is awful. But I mean, they filmed it and obviously it's not live. So they edited it to be in the, he released it to YouTube, and most of his followers are kids. Yeah. Like 13 years, you know, like or younger. And as a YouTuber, and, you know, this is talking about branding as an individual, and now it you is. have ads behind them. Oh, my goodness. Yes. And he Logan had endorsements, Ball. corporate sponsorships. Huge. And so the question is now, like, do you pull that? You know, you still have a huge influencer who. There's a lot of kids who just sort of were like, oh, no, Logan Paul's still good. You know, he's still great. He's okay. Like, he just made a little, you know, snafu. And he actually came and responded recently with a video about 
being like aware of the problem suicide of suicide prevention awareness turned mm-hmm. it completely on its head right very much like a, a pr move absolutely well we you know and, and and we say that but maybe he was profoundly affected you don't know and what exactly. will determine that is what he does in the future with it yep so he saw that and that's that's an example and we haven't talked about this today too much of a real hard right i mean he was mr flippant he was everything so he could have doubled down and said like tom green the comedian from years ago he just mm-hmm. didn't back down, you know, if that happened, you just keep plowing ahead, haha, you know, right. all you people in your face if you can't take a joke. But he didn't. He got very apologetic. He did some very somber kind of interviews and turned this into a conversation about suicide prevention. And I think in doing so, at least it seems to be initially that this is um, having a conversation that's gotten a lot of attention to positive. So just we're giving you, like we said at the top of the hour, examples of what happens and examples of way pe- people play it. He chose not to double down and try to be Mr. Crazy about a very serious subject. He used his opportunity. And I think for him, I think that was probably a smart move. Politically, there was um, a group, and I think I've mentioned this before because several people got caught flat-footed on this one. Was there something you wanted to add about the... Oh, I was I was thinking about, if you're talking about like YouTubers and ads and... Um, companies pulling because their sponsors are going the wrong way. I mean, like PewDiePie, who's like the biggest YouTuber, whatever. Yeah. He has like 60 million subscribers. I think this might have been a couple years ago, maybe a year ago. I don't really know. He kind of like plays video games mm-hmm. online, and he said a racist comment, I believe. Something of the fact that he had Disney backing him. Right. And they like completely pulled disavowed off, him. disavowed him. Yeah. So I think that's, you know, Disney was like, they're, he's not in line with, with their brand, with our brand. So, you know, cut him. So, and, and that was, pr- I think probably a good move for Disney because yeah. they're so, they've got a lot to protect. They there. do have a lot to protect. So yeah. that's, but that's a decision that they had to make because and he's these, a huge influencer. Right. And so all of these, you know, you could say, well, but why are you talking about those people? Those are quickly becoming brands. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, my goodness, these these YouTubers are probably pulling more money than a lot of small companies oh, do. Oh, millions. You know, they bring yeah. in millions of dollars. Mm-hmm. Politically, sometimes, and this is the one, my son went to a, a physical therapist, and their name was ISIS, you know, mm-hmm. <laughs> a bad timing. Um, <laughs> not the time, mm-hmm. you know. Um, I mean, they could have tried to, you know, flip it on its head and said something, um, are you tired of being terrorized by muscle pain? Um, but it probably wouldn't have gone over well, you know. Um, they chose to just to kind of ignore it for about a year. Um, but there was another group that just dropped the S. Remember that was the um, that was the the fitness group, the, the Taekwondo people. Mm, remember? Yeah. There there was something. One of the groups in there had an acronym that spelled mm-hmm. something. Oh, um, WTF, the World Taekwondo Federation. Oh, right, 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 right. The World Taekwondo <laughs> Federation. Right. So I think they just changed it to just two of those letters. So here's a case where politically you get in front of something that's either a, a cultural thing, you know, what mm-hmm. WTF or political ISIS. In right. those cases, I mean, I don't see ISIS going away um, in our cultural times. That association, that affiliation, it's so it's so well known. And you know, in three months or six months. So if you find yourself and that kind of thing, and people are, you're the butt of the joke, and the butt of the joke lasts longer than a week or two, Yeah. Um, you might start thinking, 
that this is something that we've got to do. And that's where we get called in a lot of times on these assignments, Liz. Mm -hmm. How can we rebrand? Well, what are you known as? We're known. Right. We had a group that was called SICK Consulting. You know what I mean? Just like, that's SICK. Mm -hmm. It was SIC. It did not stand for that. They didn't mean it to stand for that. No, they either had to make a decision. Do we own that and go, man, we are sick, you know? Well, that wasn't them. They're a business. They were right. dealt with blue suits, you know? Right. So instead, we work to rebrand them. Right. Not sick. Okay, questions you can ask. Cause we've got to finish this out with you. It's good information for you to know what to do with your brand in these times. The question to ask yourself, is this a temporary trend? Is ISIS like a, a, a two-week, you know, blip on the map or is it a 10-year problem or a 20-year is it temporary trend or is it the new norm um is the move towards environment and cleaning the environment is the move towards this and away from things that people don't like is it is this just a trend mm -hmm. or is this the new norm if it's a trend and you're not doing anything that you feel is incongruent with your brand stay the course stay the course toyota made it through tylenol made it through they they hit a bump in the road so definitely do that. Here's a larger issue. Is that a question of you have the wrong identity? So the group that was called ISIS, physical therapists, right? It's just wrong identity. That's not what we do. We, we can correct it with a new name. Mm -hmm. Then it's a rebranding project. Call us, tungsten branding. <laughs> um, it's just wrong identity. But it could be an indication that you're in the wrong business. You know, if you were the St. Pete Times at the time, uh, you'd start realizing killing trees and printing them on paper, it, it isn't a matter of rebranding. Sometimes when there's hysteria, like you're filling the land, you know, the landfills with your paper and blah, blah, and they started this war with the billboards, that's not a winnable war there. Mm -hmm. Because the trend is moving away from doing that. It's moving digitally. So if you're in an industry like that, it might not be an identity issue, branding issue might be that you're in the wrong business. So find a different way to pivot. Look up our article on Pivot Point pivot and serve your benefits in a different way. Um, that's not solvable. Um, so some rules, don't jump on the bandwagon. When these things come along, don't just jump on the bandwagon and an <clears> opportunity. Pepsi. Yeah. <laughs> so Pepsi, let's real briefly, Liz. Yeah. I mean, this is, we still have time. Um, thinking about, you know, these two sort of ideas of, brands either like jumping on the bandwagon of to score social, points on a social movement and yeah. almost a little bit like taking it and being like Pepsi it's just gonna heal the world I'm sure we all are pretty aware of the Pepsi commercial with Kendall Jenner and how it was I believe Pepsi's initial intention was to be like let's all be friends and let's all be you know together and happy family but it ended up being, people reacted to it as Pepsi just being flippant and sort of saying Pepsi's going to heal cavalier. the world. Yeah. You so know. Pepsi made a huge apology and sort of obviously pulled the commercial. But that's what you're talking about, jumping on that band, bandwagon and saying this is the social, this is, you know, the social climate, this is the political climate. You know, let's, let's leverage that. Let's leverage that versus being who Pepsi is. Pepsi is a drink that probably people are just going to keep drinking. Yeah, you know, you drink it with friends and you have a good time. Right, exactly. So Just be around a campfire drinking Pepsi versus being in the streets. Versus, yeah, you know, mm -hmm. healing the world. You know, uh, 
Jess, you talked about this. Why don't you touch on this? Don't and this kind of segues in that. Don't be tone deaf. Yeah, and I mean, like Liz was saying, as much as people people have their perceptions and they can interpret things in different ways, um, whether that be positive or negative. I think as someone who's in charge of a company um, who's trying to build their brand, you have to still be aware that people can people can see things can be seen in a particular way. And I mean, it would be pretty ignorant of us to try and to go about life as if, oh, these these kind of meanings don't exist. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's a good strategy um, to be aware of how things can be taken. So just, just to be aware of, oh, maybe this person could see it this way. And there's a lot of cases out there like the H&M. Um, what did H&M do? Um, so briefly, H&M had this, uh, this young black kid uh, he was modeling a, a hoodie that said coolest monkey in the jungle. Mm-hmm. And I mean, me, myself, I'm a black, I'm a black person myself. And I've seen that ad, and I didn't take it any kind of way at all, mm-hmm. but it's not beyond the pale to think that people could see it that way. Mm-hmm. Yes. And H&M right. is a huge company. I'm sure someone in that organization could say, look guys, this could be seen this way. This yeah. might not be great. And I mean, the mom came out and wasn't too fussed about it. So it's not, it's not a huge deal, but it's, I can see why it would be taken that way. So, yeah, don't be tone deaf. Um, mm-hmm. You've got to be aware of how, how things can go down in, in this world. Right. So H&M was one example. And I then think. there was Dove, actually, that also had yeah. a Facebook ad. And it was black woman wearing, like, a, a brown shirt. And she took her shirt off. And it was a white woman then wearing a white shirt. And people took it as if, you know, you're going to clean yourself and you're going to become white and glistening and pure. And they didn't mean it to be that way, but I think if you looked at it, I think that's another version of tone deaf of how are people potentially could take this. Mm-hmm. And they say it in an apology, but I think overall people are still going to buy Dove soap. People are still going to shop at H&M. People are still going to drink Pepsi. Yeah. Because again, going back to what we said earlier, if there was a pattern, mm-hmm. then you're reinforcing it. If they had done this, and this is their fifth apology for a, a, another, you know, tone deaf kind of thing, then that would be an issue. So, um, don't jump on the bandwagon just to do it to score points. A lot of times that'll backfire. Don't be tone deaf. Just um, you just touched on that. And basically, the takeaway here today is to know who you are and to stay in your lane. What is it that you're good at? I mean, what is it that you deliver? You, it's not incumbent on you to touch to be a societal commentator on everything. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. it's just you know. Sometimes we look at movie actors and we say, you know, act in the movies. Right. You know, do your job as an actor. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think as companies, our job is to do what it is that we do with our best customer every single day and focus on that. Mm-hmm. And when we venture out of our lane, sometimes it gets us in a little bit of trouble. And yeah. that involves knowing who your customers are. Always align with people who reflect your brand. You know, by aligning with people that reflect you, the flip side of this and the positive side is to do things that are positive and affiliate your brand with people that are already doing positive things. Yep. So focus on the positive and then as much as possible, navigate through the negative. Yep. And then hopefully today you've learned some some steps and techniques and things to do that if you do step into a mess, you can get out of it. So hopefully you've gained a lot today. You've been listening to Brilliant Branding. Join us every Thursday as we connect the dots here and help your brand to shine. It's been a pleasure talking with you, and we look forward to speaking with you next week.
Thank you for listening to Brilliant Branding. Please join host Phil Davis and co-host Liz Heemstra for another edition of the program next Thursday at 9 a.m. Pacific Time, 12 noon Eastern Time on the Voice America Business Channel. Until then, stay brilliant.